football season isn't going the way we wanted to. Some things you can't rely on. Some things you can't trust. Marcos Garza is not one of those things. I'm proud to partner with him for the Reeds Ranch podcast. If you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation this football season, do the smart thing. Trust the Garza Law Firm. He won't let you down. He won't overthrow you. He won't underthrow you. He'll just throw it to you. 865-540-8300. That's the phone number. Online 24-7 at GarzaLaw.com. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyer, criminal defense lawyer, and personal injury lawyer. Before you say guilty, say Garza. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. Eh, eh, 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch. It is Tuesday, October 17th. Seth joins me down in Alabama. Hello, Seth. How are you, my friend? I'm good, John. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Nothing to report here. It was good to see you Saturday. I look forward to maybe seeing you again this Saturday because I have the clown makeup on getting ready for to go to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yes, I look forward to seeing you this weekend as well. Get to watch to watch us put on a show. To watch us put on a show. And how are you feeling? Um I, I actually I feel pretty good about the offense from the twenty yard line to the twenty yard line. <laughs> I just I don't think they can score touchdowns because this field just shrinks and he can't he can't do anything. He cannot do anything. Nothing that he does good one week tracks to the next. He's getting worse and worse. And so in the red zone, I mean I think it's just like, what do you do? What do you do? He is a football specimen that has been forced to stay in school for six years. A, a guy that NFL scouts would be drooling over with a, with a rocket arm is in school for six years because of the inconsistency. It's really as easy as I can make it. He doesn't even – I think if you had told – if you told me, like if you wiped my brain of all the stuff I know about Joe Milton – and I watched these six games, and you had told me he had never played football before, I wouldn't find it hard to believe. Well, no, he gets treated like a freshman, and that checks out. And it's not even its not even just that. It's like just the the free plays. I mean, there's multiple free plays. Freshman uh, mistakes. Just not even trying to get the first down on that free play last weekend. Like, not reaching the ball out for the sticks. Not even throwing it deep. Like, for, okay, forget about throwing it deep on the free play. Just, it's a free play, dude. Just like put the ball out to get the first down. Do something. He, uh, I mean, Jared Garantano is better than Joe Milton. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you told me Jared Garantano in this offense. Yeah. But far, far better, I think. Joe's never thrown for 300 yards in a game and an offense that it makes it so easy to do so. He just, I, nothing he does one week tracks to the next. It's just, he's, it has bri- to, he, he's Brian Maurer without the recklessness. 
it has to be maddening to try. And I know, like, I'm not saying the play calling has been perfect. I'm not saying it's been great. Okay, I'm not saying it's even been good because I don't know. I'm just saying it has to be a nightmare to call plays for him. Well, it can't be too bad because when I have nightmares, I try to do something differently. You know, sometimes I'm like, hey, I can't sleep. I'm going to take some melatonin. Then I'm like, no, I got to get off the melatonin because it gives me nightmares and it makes me have bad dreams. So I don't take melatonin because I don't like having nightmares. No, I know As much as I love scary movies, I still don't like nightmares. But these coaches still line up to call plays for this guy, so it can't be too bad. It just, it's clear to me they're searching for something that works. And what I don't understand is that at this point, it's obvious that there isn't anything that works. There is not going to be the Jonathan Crompton Georgia game where the light bulb goes off by all you had to do with Jonathan Crompton was roll him out to the right. There's not going to be that with Joe. I mean, I wish you could just turn him in, turn it into a triple option offense, but he, he's not going to run the ball enough. With all that being said, we are five and one, and what I said on the radio today, talk sports from noon to three Eastern, is that for as bad as it's been, all it takes is one good game. Yeah, all it takes is one good game for Joe to become a legend on Saturday. Just simply connect on a couple deep balls, and you can maybe be a legend and cement yourself as as the quarterback of one of the best wins in recent school history. That's all you got to do. You had that chance on the road in the swap against Florida, and you pissed all over yourself. But because this coaching staff is hell-bent on being stubborn, and maybe because Josh Heupel isn't the quarterback whisperer we thought he was, he gets another shot at redemption. He being Joe Milton, of course, gets another shot at redemption on Saturday in Tuscaloosa. If he wins that game, all will be forgiven. He has a chance to be a legend. I hope I'm not having that same talk you know, three weeks from now when we play Georgia, saying he has another opportunity to to be a legend. I hope that's not the case. But for as shitty as he's been and as bad as this offense has been, and boy, has he been shitty, he has a chance to erase all of that men in black style and just completely rewrite the narrative if he plays even a B-minus game in Tuscaloosa. Hell, maybe even a C-plus game, depending on what everybody else does. He has that opportunity. I just, I hate, I hate, 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 hate so much the fact that we're going to wait until Right! He... Shut the fuck up! Go ahead. I hate that we're going to wait until he loses us a game before we do anything. It's just the opposite. Two! Two. I know. Maybe I know. Three, because we've already lost one. I know. And I don't no, think we're no, going to no. make a change. I don't think hold we're going to make a change if we lose in Tuscaloosa this week. Hold on, hold on. I know that we lost Florida because of Joe. Me and you know this. Okay, but I don't think you can really just blame it solely on him, like you could if we would have lost Saturday. Like losing last Saturday would have been like un- un- unequivocally on Joe because you had both of the offensive linemen back. You know, there was no, the defense played amazing. I just think that, like, losing last Saturday and m obviously was a lot different than if you had lo- than losing to Florida. No, that's fair. That's fair. I was just going to say we're going to have losses as well. I agree with you about Florida, and I agree with you that we are about to start losing games because of him. Make no mistake that I believe that. Texas A&M is atrocious. They are terrible. Okay? I mean, I, I, I went walked away from that game thinking, oh my goodness, how bad is A&M? You know. Um, well, quite I, frankly, everyone we've beaten so far this year is pretty atrocious. Exa- exactly. So, like, 5-1 and one is great. There's some coaches that Tennessee's had that do not win that game Saturday. Obviously, the growth on the defense has been immense. We have some real dudes in the front seven. This is no surprise. We knew this. The defensive backs have gotten better. Blah, 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 blah. Defense has grown immensely. But... Texas A&M sucks. 
They are poorly, poorly coached, especially on offense. And you're about to start losing some games because of Joe Milton, plain and simple. I, I just, I found, I have been so disgusted with the fans. Like that poll that Fox Sports Knoxville put up of who he wanted to start, and it was vastly, it was like almost 60 to 40 Joe over Nico. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? He threw for 100 yards. I, I, I don't know the psyche behind that, but if you ask that when you're not heading into Tuscaloosa, the numbers might be different. So, like, I mean, because I, I think, you know, we are all kind of in agreement that play, putting Nico in in Tuscaloosa to start isn't necessarily the most ideal situation. Now, would I probably still do it? Sure. But I would have put him in the second half against Florida and never looked back. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, do I give, agree. Don't start him. I, yeah, I, I, I think I'm giving some of the 60% who voted for Joe the benefit of the doubt. They're just thinking this week. Yeah, I, I just, when you're 5-1, and one, when your things are going well, that is the time to tinker with something that's not working correctly. Like this, I don't understand this mindset. Like, you're five and one. Things are going well exactly. They're but they're not going well because of but there's one there's one issue. And you're still five and one. That's great. So fix the one issue and maybe try and finish eleven and one or ten and two. Well, look, you you've heard me bitch about this for years, Seth. I mean, even going back to twenty fifteen, like I, I hate, hate, hate my least favorite thing in sports is when coaches and universities and franchises and everybody knows something needs to happen, but they don't have the balls to do it. You know, even going back to 2015, we would always talk, if Tennessee had fired Butch Jones and hired an elite coach, the program would not have hit rock bottom. If they had fired him in 2016, the program wouldn't have hit rock bottom. Instead, you know, probably the same with Dooley in 2011 after they lost to Kentucky. Like, hey, we don't, ha- we don't need to see 2012 to know this isn't going to work. I hate when franchises and programs and teams just wait until you ruin everything before you're like, well, now it's time to fix this. The house is, the roof has completely collapsed. We, we could have checked this before and tinkered with it. We could have fixed the foundation, but we waited until the house completely rotted. Forget those termites. Yeah, we knew they were there, but we let them eat all of the wood. Now we're going to make a change at, you know, six and four. Or whatever the hell it'd be, uh, you know, seven and four, whatever. And that's when we're going to make a change. When everyone knows that this isn't working, and yes, you're five and one, but I'm not convinced that almost any quarterback in Tennessee history wouldn't be five and one against this schedule. So, like, that, that, that's the most maddening thing to me is because we all know, and Josh Heupel knows, the way they call plays, they know this guy's not it. And if you want to tell me it's locker room issues and you're like, hey, Joe's our guy. We can't bench Joe because everyone's going to get mad. Well, tell people to grow the fuck up. Tell people to grow the fuck up because you know what else is going to cause locker room issues? When we lose this game in Tuscaloosa, when we're down in the late in the third quarter, 17-3, to and our defensive line has six sacks, but we, we, we're, we're trying to drive to make it a one-score game three yards at a time and getting stopped like we did in Florida because we can't score any touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, are we sure? Like, I, I just, this whole locker room idea, like, I, I mean, maybe it's true, but like Jalen Wright, there was one time where he was wide open on a swing pass and Joe didn't even see him. And Jalen was very frustrated. Very frustrated. It's like, are we sure that this, like, eventually Tyler Barron, it is his last season, okay? I guess he could come back for one more. But probably not. He's playing like this is a contract year. Eventually, he's gonna get mad. You know, well, you I would mean, think the wide receivers would have blown their gasket by now. You would think the wide receivers would have the most at stake. Squirrel White doesn't have a touchdown yet. It's, it's, it's that is unfathomable. That Drew is, McCoy snapped his ankle having like twelve catches on the year for like two hundred yards. It's un- I, don't, I don't know what his actual stats were, but they weren't shit. They weren't shit. So, like, uh, yeah, 17 catches for 217 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand. Like, maybe winning is the actual cure or whatever. I, I, you know, if that's what you're going to tell me, that's fine. But CB was talking about it earlier today in the Discord. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. 
you know, he said all these coaches who have like stuck with the guy who doesn't have it, who's the incumbent. Well, A, they've been the incumbent. Joe just kind of lucked into being the incumbent. He started two games last year. But but also, like, they had accomplished something. You know, Jalen Hurts got to ride out that Alabama season to the national championship because he was like an SEC freshman of the year, player of the year. You know, uh, Kelly Bryant had gone to the playoffs. Well, Kelly Bryant didn't even get a full year. He got four games. Well, he went to the playoffs the year before. Yeah, yeah. but that was, before, that was before Lawrence was there. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, okay. at least he had accomplished something the year before, so they gave him four games. Like, because Trevor Lawrence probably should have been day one starter. But at least they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Joe has done nothing except win an Orange Bowl exhibition. That's it. That's it. And, like, I don't understand the undying loyalty to him. And if you look, on the flip side, and look, I don't want to be negative. I know we maybe have been a little negative. I'm just kind of fired up. I want to be negative. Okay, well, then then I'll, I'll say this, and you could tell me if I'm right or wrong, but, like, we obviously have to pump the brakes a little bit on Josh Milton quarterback whisper because he's had three years of Joe Milton and he sucks. Like he hasn't gotten any better. But at the same time, if he is going to tell me Nico's not ready, I'm going to also call him a fraud for that because Nico's been here since January. I thought the whole goddamn point of the early enrollees was to have these quarterbacks and these players here, you know, learning the playbook and getting ready. He, he Correct me if I'm wrong, but most freshmen that come in the summer – you know, they, they come in the summer and they do the camp there. And then, you know, the next year, as sophomores are ready to play or redshirt freshmen. That's essentially 10 months, 11 months. That's basically what Nico's had. So, I mean, like, you could tell me he's a freshman, but we're we're in October. And he's been here since January. He's had basically a full season. If he's not ready to play as the number one recruit, you know, the number one quarterback recruit in the country, then I'm going to ask Josh what the hell he's been doing. If you've not been developing him, what yeah, are we doing coaching-wise? I, I don't believe anything Josh Heupel says. I don't believe anything Josh Huckle says. And, I, I mean, has he done a great job coaching Joe Milton? Obviously not. Is that a huge indictment on Josh Heupel as a quarterback's coach? Man, I just don't know because I don't think Joe Milton's any good at all, and I just don't know. Like, we saw him make a bad quarterback at Virginia Tech into something awesome. Who knows? I think the whole plan with Nico was to sit a year and get ready, which I'm not saying that was – I'm not saying – I'm not – I'm just telling you what I think. I think if Nico wasn't ready, they would be screaming it from the rooftops. But they have not done one thing to tamp down that. They have not said one thing to tamp down that. In fact, a couple weeks ago, Austin Price said specifically that he's never heard anything that says Nico isn't ready. I.e. a tacit admission that Nico is ready to go. Or, you know, I don't I don't know. They could also just be saying they're tiptoeing because they don't want to make Nico's camp mad either because if they're implying he's not ready, then that they're saying he might not be good enough and that would burn bridges there. You, you never can tell with, like, the way people are talking because there's always ulterior motives. Like, you know, it's just, like I said, to me it's more damning if he's not ready in month 10 of being in the program. Yeah, I think he's ready. I think that it would be a market improvement immediately. Well, which it is can't not be worse. Much, which is not it it much cannot be worse. I, I think that... I think that the I think there's been a lot of worry about Joe's uh, psyche. Yeah, what? about because after the Florida game, they specifically said about how him and his family were 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 pretty upset about what people were saying about him. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? What's he gonna do? Well, so that's my thing. It's like, man, like, how are we not past this? Like, what are we doing? Like, so what? He's getting paid. He's getting yeah, paid. Yeah, what? What? Like, wh who gives a fuck? Like, it's not like, like you, he is you're some, managing him. Not... You're managing him this way. Like, you didn't sign a guy rated higher than a Manning. You're, you're, you're managing him like there's nobody behind him. Like, there's only Gaston Moore. This is not the case. You signed the number one player in the country. Well, you're also Joe, treating him as if he hasn't failed two times prior. Like, he's been benched twice. This doesn't work out. He should be used to it not working out. Like He has nowhere I, to I, go. I like, the 24-7 the podcast, again, they were like, look, if you bench Nico. No, this was the VolQuest postgame pod. They're like, if you if you bench Joe, then you're just stuck with Nico because Joe, there's no coming back from that. And I'm like, yeah, there is. Where's he going to go? He has nowhere to go. You absolutely can. What's he going to do, quit the team? I mean, the same thing happened to him last or two years ago. Like, yeah, like you can absolutely go to Nico now. Like, again, do I think he should start on Saturday? Sure. I mean, no, I don't. But I think that, like, look, man, if it's ten to nothing in the third quarter, you better make a damn change because that will be a loss on Joe Milton. 
We're going to say the same thing next week. You're going to be like, well, he can't make a start at night in Lexington either. We're going to let Milton play one more. Next thing you know, you I'm not going to say that. Well, no, I'm I know. I'm just say saying that. that's what the coaches are going to say. Like, he's not going to get killed. He's plenty big. I remember in the offseason, people talking about how small he is. This is bullshit. He's plenty big. He's been plenty big since the day he walked on campus. He is not Aaron Murray. Okay? Like, he is 6'6". Six, six. He is fine. He's not going to get killed. The offensive line, it's not like Joe is getting killed, and Joe has zero pocket presence. Joe does not know what an internal clock is. And Joe ain't getting killed. And guess what? All of a sudden, our offensive line is pretty badass again because we have Cooper Mays, which I said I thought Cooper was the most important player on the offense. I didn't know it was going to matter this much. Like, because we have no passing game at all, and we're still able to just run it down people's throat. So, Cooper Mays is obviously awesome. The running game is awesome. We put in Dane Davis for like 26 plays. Shout out to Hayden Wallen. I know you're going to listen to this, but Dane Davis played really, really well on Saturday. I know you were sitting there in Neyland Stadium just absolutely white-knuckling as you watched Dane Davis road grade the best defensive line in the SEC. However, it doesn't matter because when he gets in the red zone, they're just going to be just going to be able to crunch down the feet, crunch down the, the field. It's going to shrink. It's not going to matter. It's just Nico's not going to get killed. He's not too small. He's plenty fine. You're better off playing him now. If he, I would rather play him now if he does suck. That way you know. That way there's tape for whatever transfer you want to go get. Because if there's no tape, any transfer that you recruit, if you do recruit one, they're just going to say but from other teams, look, they sound the number one player in the country. He's going to start. And there's no tape to disprove them. The, the best the best thing that could happen for this program is that he's good. Like that, I've said that. Like the best thing is like for Josh to turn him into a good player to a, a first round draft pick, for him to live up to the hype and to show that we need, you know, that you could take these great quarterback recruits and actually let make let them live up to the hype because you make the game easy for them. I don't that's that's what makes it so frustrating is like we are so invested in this guy. And I don't like, understand. The offensive line is good enough. It, it is. And like the passing game, hell, if you if you're worried about him getting killed, guess what? Throw the quick short passes like you've been doing with Joe Milton. Throw the same quick short passes. Anybody could do those. Put him out there and do it if you're afraid of him getting killed. Because that's what the excuses was when Joe was throwing half of his passes at the line of scrimmage. Do the same thing. It'll this be okay. Is, this is the best chance in over 15 years to win in Bryant-Denny. In Tennessee, make no mistake, Josh Heupel's done an amazing job. 16-3 in the last 19. He is going to ruin the best chance to win in Bryant-Denny in over 15 years. Because he's going to start Joseph Milton III. He is ruining the best chance we have. He is ruining yeah, it. I think that's why I'm so fired up, too. That's, it's, it's that simple. I have waited so long to be able to walk into Bryant-Denny and think Tennessee has a chance to win. And they would if it was anybody but Joe Milton. I would rather, I would rather do what UCLA did on Saturday night and you start the true freshman and he sucks ass like, like Dante Moore did. Throw three interceptions, blah, blah, blah. Because you know what? This In 10 months, when UCLA starts the 2024 season, Dante Moore is going to be a badass because Chip Kelly he, he's took the lumps. So, he's been so bad in big games, too. I know. He's been bad on the road. He was bad yeah, against Utah, he, and he was bad, bad at Oregon State. But, like, take the lumps. Take the lumps. Like, I, I just... Because at least at least that's what UCLA can know. We might not even have any defenses in the SEC as good as Utah's and Oregon State's this year, though. Exactly. Like, both of those – like, you, Oregon State is a really good defense. That's that's a hard place to win on the road for a Pac-12 team. I'm not saying they would tear it up in the SEC, blah, blah, blah. That's difficult for a true freshman. Utah, that, that's a different – I mean, they're an animal on defense. Like, the fact he – you know, but it, at least if at the end of the year Chip Kelly says, okay, Dante Moore ain't it. Well, he has tape to show transfers. Well, also, Seth, at the end of the year, you're probably going to look around and UCLA is going to be 9-3 and three or 8-4. Exactly. exactly. With a true freshman quarterback. Yeah, which is what we're headed for as a six-year senior as our freshman sits behind us. Unless we get our shit together. Like, there's, just... a good chance, there's a good chance UCLA runs the table, you know, maybe outside of the game against USC. But they should go 9-3 and three at worst. So, yeah, your, your five-star quarterback... 
is going to have something to build off of. We're going to go nine and three, eight and four, most likely, and we're not going to have anything for next year to show for it offensively. Now, of course, James Pierce Jr. is a monster, and he'll be he'll be on every watch list, and he'll be in every mock draft next year because he's an animal. But offensively, like if you had, you know, a quarterback showing that he can play, that would help in the transfer portal. That would just help the program altogether. You're wasting the another thing. You're wasting that we have not even mentioned how good he's been is you're wasting the best running back in the SEC because that's what he is. He's better than Quinshawn Judkins. He's better than whoever the hell else you want to name. He's better than them. He's averaging over seven yards a carry. Well, now, you you could say you're wasting him. I'll say you're making him more valuable than ever before. You are, and that's that's a that's there's two there's two sides to every coin. But you're not going to win anything. No, no, you're not going to win, but Jalen Rice going to leave a legend. Jalen Rice going to be like, man, if we just had a team around him, man, he was something. He's the, he's, the, he's going to be offensive Eric Berry moving forward. Our running backs run so damn hard. He's taken a lot of flack over the course of his career, and a lot of it's been undue from the, from the brain trust of the Discord that also told me all offseason how good Joe Milton was. Jabari Small was running hard as hell on Saturday. Jalen Wright is a monster. Dylan Sampson was running hard, and he had the fumble. But, like, all three of those guys are playing really, really well. All three of them. I mean, like, what, Jabari Small, I mean, he's, like, Jalen Wright is averaging, I believe, off the top of my head, 7.1 yards a carry. Um, Let's look at the rest of our running backs real quick. Jabari Small is averaging... 5.5 yards a carry, and Dylan Sampson is averaging 6.1. They all three have a long of over 40. Like, our running back room is really good, and they're playing their asses off. And somehow, like, somehow we ran for 230 yards. And if you take away some penalties, it would have been even more. They're incredible. Offensive, the, the running backs are amazing. And it just won't matter. It's the best chance in over 15 years to win in Tuscaloosa, and it's going to be ruined because Josh Heupel will not play Nico. With slightly, with with average quarterback play, this team would be nine and three. With slightly above average quarterback play, you'd be ten and two. With good quarterback play, you should be eleven and one. Just good quarterback play. What would good they have gone play. with with with? 2021 Hendon Hooker. Not last year Hendon Hooker. 2021 Hendon Hooker. What would this team have gone? 10 and 2. Okay. I mean, at worst, I mean. At worst, at worst. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say 11 and 1 to that, but 10 and I 2. Would, I would say 10 and 2 at worst with the serious chance to win this weekend, right? Or. Yeah. And, and, and with, with the chance, with the coin flip chance of winning one of Georgia or Alabama, or like a 40% chance of beating Alabama or Georgia. So like 11 and 1 would be on the table, but I would still pick 10 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fair. Because I'm, I'm really, I'm still not sure how good Alabama is. And who knows about Georgia without Brock Bowers? I mean, he has been the lifeline for Carson Beck, obviously. But who knows? I, I just, I think, I, I just even, think. I, I think Alabama is not that different from us. We run the ball better, but they have a quarterback who actually hits the deep balls down the field. And they can't block, but their quarterback is really good at throwing the ball down the field, so they steal some points every game. The, the, the weirdest thing about the Alabama offense to me is that they just have yet to, and maybe everyone, maybe the rumors were correct about his hamstring. I don't know, but they haven't just unleashed him on the ground yet. That's what's surprising to me. He's getting sacked a lot to be the fastest guy on the field, which is not totally up to speed, totally dependent on speed, I know, but I've seen him get caught. Maybe the hamstring is an issue. I just, I would have thought they would be zone reading people to death with him, but they haven't really unleashed him on the ground. I don't think their offensive line's good enough. And that might be totally that. At Knox Strips, our mission is to improve the health of our community through the utilization of IV hydration therapy. IV therapy offers a wide range of benefits that cannot be ignored. Whether you're looking to improve your immune system, stay hydrated, or get over that game day hangover, you can be confident that our passionate and experienced team at Knox Strips will have an option that fits your needs. We are mobile and proud to serve Knoxville and the surrounding areas anytime, day or night. To learn more or book an appointment, please visit knockstrips.com. Let's get to some patron questions. Patreon. Wait, wait, producer, cut that out. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you want access to the Discord. 
Um, I assume we'll do a tailgate, another one for Georgia, assuming this season doesn't fall all the way apart. You know, maybe we'll be celebrating Nico. Maybe it'll be time to break the lays back out. But let's give a shout-out to some new members. Uh, let's go new $2 patron, Cody Privet. Shout-out to Brother Cody. We love you and appreciate you. New $5 patron, Anthony Mulvey. Shout-out to Brother Anthony. We love you and appreciate you. New $5 patron, Jeffrey Marks. Shout-out to Brother Jeffrey. We love you and appreciate you. And new $10 patron, Harris Williams. Shout out to Brother Harris. We love you and appreciate you. We do, we do, we do. Ooh. Got some questions for me? Brother Tech Vol asks, you have a gun with one bullet. You're in a room with Rick Barnes and Joe Milton. You get one shot. Assume that Rick's replacement is the Nico of basketball coaches. No, I don't C- want to shoot any one of these people. That's, that's rude. I don't want to kill either one of these people. So basically, would you rather old yeller... Milton or old Yeller Barnes? Like, I. If you tell me we got the Nico, so like some young hotshot that's supposed to be like a great number one prospect behind Barnes, like. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I like where the basketball program's at. I just would like to win some more games in the tournament, but like, we're really good in the regular season, and I think this team this year is going to be really good. They're a top 10 team. I'm old yellering Joe Milton. Uh, yeah. Brother CB, who is off well, the here, here's, here's what I'll say about that. Sorry, I'll add one more thing. No, go ahead. Joe Milton's holding this football team back. I don't know you could say that Rick Barnes is holding this basketball program back. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point, and I agree completely. Like, it, it could be different, but there's a hell of a lot. There's a hell of an easy chance, Tech, that it would be worse with anybody besides Rick Barnes. There's a hell of a lot of chance it could get worse. Like, I'm I'm not a Rick Barnes apologist. I'm not, you know, we've canceled him and uncanceled him five times on this podcast the last years. But the basketball program's pretty damn good. And are there flaws? Does does he, you know, contribute to choking in March? Sure. But he also contributes to us winning a whole bunch of regular season games. I don't know if the guy waiting in the rings would be better. I am ninety nine point nine percent sure that Nico would be better. I'm 99% sure. I'm not that confident that whoever replaces Rick Barnes will be better. Okay, go ahead. Brother CB, who is off Fraud Watch, now that he uh, found the time to get off of his high horse and meet me. Oh, you got to, you got to see him? I got to see him. I got to see him. I got to meet him and his beautiful bride. Is that the first time? Yeah, it is, because he, he, he quit hi-hatting me. I don't think I've ever met his bride, so now you you got me one up. She's a very sweet lady. Now, I, a, now I'm putting him on fraud watch. Very handsome and nice young man. He asks, Jay Wright or Nico? I think he was just saying. Uh, I know, was, he was, he was. I just wanted to uncancel him. Okay, okay, that was nice of you. Brother Tools. Jay Wright's says, not necessarily the young up-and-comer either, no, by the way. Yeah. Jay Wright's probably like 65 at this point. He's just handsome, he's just handsome. He's very handsome. Brother Toy says, I love you all and appreciate everything that we do. We love you, Brother Jonathan. I concur. Brother Gabe asks, would you... <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. I mean, we have the we have the best and brightest at the Reeds Ranch Discord, but sometimes I wonder how these guys come up with these questions. <laughs> would you lock in losses... That's not an insult. I love this question. Would you lock in losses to Kentucky and Missouri as well as wins over Georgia and Alabama? If you knew Joe got the glory for the wins and finishes out the season. No, no, I wouldn't. I mean, Do you know how it, mad I would be at that nine and three? I would be I would be white knuckling a pistol. That would be the worst nine and three ever. That would that would be 2016 beating Florida and Georgia and holding on to that. That would be that multiplied by a million. And then again, the, the part about the glory, where everyone's like, oh, yeah, Joe, 9-3, and three, you beat George and Alabama. Yeah, good job. Told you guys this, you should stick with him. That That's too much to overcome. No, thank you. That would also probably send, like, I guess George would still win the East. I was going to say I'd send Florida to the SEC Championship, but no, it wouldn't. Brother Reese asks, who has the best running back room in the country and who is the best edge rusher in the country? I 
I believe that's what we in the biz call a rhetorical question. I believe so. And there, there cannot be a better edge rusher than James Pierce Jr. right now, right? No, I mean, it seems like he, he is going to be, I would almost, I mean, you can't lock it in, but he's going to be a top 10 pick in the 2025 draft. I will preface this by saying that I know absolutely zero about rushing the quarterback, but what is one of the craziest things about James Pierce to me is that he is not just lining up and like running past the tackle. He uh, is bull rushing the tackle at times. He is doing moves. He he is pretty polished. He's he, he's pretty polished. He, he's just oh, and by the way, the craziest play that he did on Saturday was covering Evan Stewart across the damn field. Evan Stewart is one of the most talented wide receivers in the SEC. Covered him, then made the tackle in an open field. Yes, he he covered across the field the most athletic guy on Texas A&M's offense and then made the tackle. He went step for step with Evan, with, with Evan Stewart. That was the most insane play he made. That play was, it was outrageous. It was an outrageous play by James Pierce. He's a monster. He needs to be a monster this weekend if we're going to have any bit of a chance. Because I think we have to keep them, like, what, 20, 22 points, 23 points? <laughs> you think we can score that many? Well, I just mean to even have a chance. Yeah, um, okay, okay, yeah, 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 21. I could see us finding 24 points there. I could see us winning 24 to 23, something like that. Like, do I think we score that? Probably not. But, again, just to have a uh, have a chance. Um, Brother, I think, I think I think FanDuel has our over under at uh, twenty points. Let me go. Let me double check that. Which is imagine telling yourself that after calling us uh, the best offense of the country last year and blah 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 quarterback whisper blah 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 blah. Yeah, our our team total over under is nineteen and a half. Nineteen and a half. Josh Heupel, quarterback whisper, everybody, offensive genius, nineteen and a half points. Against, you know, an Alabama defense that's good, but it's not an Alabama defense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's good defense. Got a good, yeah, got but it's good, not like your typical good. Alabama defense. This isn't like they're rolling out, you know, the 2009 Alabama defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Josama Bin Laden asks, in our opinion, what letter level of game do we need from Joe to win this game? Say that one more time. What letter, what grade letter... Of a game from Joe, A, A minus. B minus. B minus. So is that a B minus Joe Milton game or a B minus average quarterback game? Oh, okay. That's a fair question. That's a fair caveat. What What is a B minus Joe Milton game at this point? 170 yards? Like a B minus Joe Milton game is like it's an abortion of a football game. 170 yards, one touchdown, one yeah, that, that's delay a B of minus, game, two burn timeouts. That's a B minus Joe Milton game. Okay. I think you're probably going to need a B plus Joe Milton game then. To Which is a C plus average player game. Need to get two hundred yards passing, right? At least. I mean, obviously, if the defense or special teams, you know, make some big plays, then maybe you can get by. If the running game is somehow turns out two fifty, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I do feel like we need at least at least like two hundred and twenty yards and to account for a touchdown with no turnovers. That's crazy that that's all we're asking for in today's game. It's insane. Any quarterback should be able to roll out of bed and throw for 200 yards in this offense. So you have Squirrel White in the slot. I mean, does it get any easier? Maybe if you have Jalen Hyatt in the slot. That's about it. Brother D-Rob asks, how much of our play calling is hamstrung by simply having seven at the helm? It better be all of it. I think it is all it of better, it completely. It, you, you can tell me early in the season that it was like, hey, no Cooper. That's fine. That's fine. But like right now, there are no other excuses. Everything else is clicking. I think it's entirely on him. Yeah. D-Rob. Again, Florida, okay. Maybe the Cooper Mays people were proven to be a little bit more ju- uh, justified in their beliefs. Gerald Bency being back, that helped. So if you want to tell me that they, they didn't have the playbook in, in the Florida game because of that, I'll say, okay, still think it's dumb, but well, okay, no, no, I, that's fine. I think, so but, the, Cooper but now thing no more. To me, the Cooper thing to me is solely about running, the run game. It's uh, the, the passing game, like, I never bought into, like, this idea that he didn't have enough time to, like, Cooper is immensely important for the run game. Like, what happened against Florida 
Like, I, I don't think that had anything to, with Joe. I don't think it had anything to do with him. Fair enough. I, I was may, maybe when I was talking about the Florida playbook, I was also, you know, us running the play clock down and not being able to get plays in and burning. Oh, I think outs. they, yeah, they go faster with Cooper, but I put all of that on, I just think it's all on Joe. Maybe that's unfair. I think Cooper is obviously immensely important for the run game. He makes Spragans better. They go faster. Mincev is better than Crawford. But like the passing game, I don't think the line was like the passing prop, the issue with the passing game. Sure. Brother Blender asks for you, Malik, Levis, or Tannehill, if they're all healthy. Death. 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 If they're all healthy? They all suck, but Tannehill, if they're all healthy, but they all suck. Brother Mason Taylor asks, is Joe the most underperforming, disappointing quarterback in school history considering Josh's success at the quarterback position? I mean, Jonathan Crompton. Right? I mean, is Crompton Crompton's more of a bust, right? I mean, I know he... Jonathan Crompton was really highly rated. That's what I'm you saying. Know? Like, he was a yeah. five-star. Jonathan Crompton's really highly rated. I would say he's a bigger bust, just because I think most smart people had their reservations about Joe. There was, I know it's, we it's were seen. lambasted, Seth. We were lambasted after the Orange Bowl for saying I wasn't impressed. For coming in at halftime in the in the game chat and being like, ah, still kind of sucks, huh? It was like, no, oh my god, no, Joe, he's we're winning. And then after the game, I'm like, ah, you know, still didn't look like he understood pocket presence. No, oh my god, we won the Orange Bowl, we beat Clemson. Coming in at halftime of the Virginia game. Oh my god, this guy still sucks. Oh my god, we're winning at halftime. Come on, why are we being so negative? And everyone's like, you know what? Actually, it does still suck. I will say, so I didn't have any expectations for him at all. As crazy as it sounds right now, there's a, I mean. There was a lot more riding on Jonathan Crompton because that was the guy. With, with yeah, Joe, you could say everyone that. knows you, you, with you, you, Joe, it's like, okay, well, we have Nico next year at least. Yeah, that, that's fair. Although, you maybe could have won a championship this year. With yes, a good quarterback uh, uh, play. yes, no argument there. Now, I will say, I do want to, I do want to also say, I said it on the radio, Talk Sports 12 to 3, so I want to bring it to this audience too, but... Ah, this is a prove-it week for me for the defense. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to act like they have a championship-level defense yet, so I, I want to walk that back a bit because the defense has been solid, but look at the offenses they've played, right? Yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah I, I said that, yeah. I mean, like they're, they're obviously there's obviously been a huge talent infusion on the defense. They're obviously a lot better, but they've played some bad, bad offenses. Yeah, you know, the, the long run against Florida, maybe that was just kind of a fluke, and – one of those touchdowns was off of an interception that set you up inside the 10. I know the second half was good, but also, like, we know that they were taking the air out of the football. So, they like, four times, yeah. Yeah, they, they, haven't, they haven't stopped any good offenses. South Carolina has no offensive line. Texas A&M has no offensive line, no quarterback. They need to play pretty well this weekend to, for me to be like, okay, we wasted a magical season. I just want to be fair because I've been shitting on the offense. The defense has been good, but they haven't played anybody. I think that's totally fair. Brother Boomer asks, why is Josh Heupel getting a pass for not only starting Milton in 2021, but going to get him in the portal last minute when he had Hendon on the roster already? I don't blame him for not seeing the magic in Hendon Hooker because like Joe Milton, Hendon Hooker had been somewhere else and been benched and, you know, it didn't click for him there. Well, also... Uh, Hendon Hooker was atrocious in the spring. He uh, was terrible in the spring game. He was absolutely god-awful. I think it was the right decision to go get another quarterback in the portal. I do think it's unforgivable that he's fallen for Joe Milton again. And it's extremely concerning. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really get too upset about the 2021 thing, other than the fact that, like, my problem with 2021 Boomer is that it took an injury to bench him because the Bowling Green in the first half against Pitt should have been enough. Or the first quarter against Pitt, I should say. It was clear that Joe wasn't that guy then either. And it's kind of inexcusable for him to be the answer in year three as well. Like, Seth's talked about it, but we should have went and got a grad transfer quarterback. 
Brother Garrick. But, but asks, my locker room, my my locker room leadership. My locker room leadership. I'd rather go nine and three with my friends than go eleven and one and win the SEC. Which, by the way, nobody believes that. Nobody thinks that way. Like I'm not buying that at all. That that's what these dudes really believe. No, I get it. No, I, I see. I, I do think sometimes that's the case. I do think sometimes that's the case. But like, you know, it wasn't like you came in and gave the anointed, the chosen one, the reins from day one without earning it. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you told me like that's the case early on in the season, like if, if it happened at halftime of Florida, I do think the season <laughs> potentially could have gone off the rails if the locker room actually felt the way that some people think they do, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, though, like, there's enough evidence, man. That, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm still saying. I'm okay. Saying. Brother Garrick asks early thoughts on Chaz Nimrod. It looks like he can play. Looked like he belonged out there to me. Made a great catch on that first third down. That was a bad pass. It looked like he was open on the deep ball. I think Marwan. I know. I know Marwan told me he texted me during the game that that was definitely pi that was not called. It looked like he had a step. On that AM defensive bag. It looks like he can play. Looks like he can play. Any other thoughts? Not really, man. Not really. Can we keep it close on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for three quarters, we for sure can. Eight and a half point spread. Do we keep it under eight and a half? Uh, gun to my head, I say no. Alabama team total is 29 and a half. Do we keep them under 29 and a half? Yes. Yeah, I think that's my bet, too, that I, I like in the game is that we keep them under 30. Um, Tennessee over 19 and a half. Do we score 20? No way. No. That's amazing. I think, to, I think like. That makes me sick. I think if I had to guess, I would say, like, exactly like the old Miss, like the old Miss score, 24 to 10. Oh, my God. If, we, if, if I go down to Tuscaloosa and we score 10 goddamn points. But, buddy, you ain't got anybody. To, like, like, what are you at? I mean. I got a free ticket. I'm going with my best good buddy from middle school. So, like, I, I got to make the trip. Then just not, think about that. I'm going with my sister. I'm going to have a great weekend with her. Yeah. That's what you got to think about. Well, yeah, but I'm also thinking about the the, the people in the stands. I'm also thinking about how mad I was at Florida. And also, you're telling me we were going to score 10 goddamn points? That's I, I, one touchdown, Seth. The weather should be pretty good, I think. Well, the weather is frustrating because I looked and it's going to be like 79, but I know oh, it's going to okay. be cold at night. And I was like, I need some sleeves, but I can't wear a sweater in 79-degree weather. It's that weird tweener, you know what I mean? Oh, I hate the faux fall. It's like it's cold yeah. in the morning and hot when you get out of work. I hate that so much. Well, that's what Alabama's going to hit me with on Saturday. Just, Just play you think Nico, Josh will man. call any trick plays? <laughs> no. No, I do not. I think we will roll the same. The same offense out there. <laughs> I cannot overstate how much you telling me we're going to score 10 points has made me mad. How angry that's made me. <laughs> Wait, what are you like? No, I don't think you're wrong. Like I said, I think it's going to be 17 to 6 late in the third quarter. And we're going to be driving. And we're like, hey, if we score here and get a two-point conversion, we're right back in the game. And then we just never fucking score. I already know that's what's going to happen on Saturday night about 6 p.m. We're gonna be driving to cut it from seventeen to six to to seventeen to twelve. That's what we're gonna be trying to do. Running backs gonna play their gonna play their asses off and have a good game. Defensive line is gonna play their it's gonna play awesome again. Have a good game. Aaron Beasley gonna have a good game. Jamal with the K Haddon is gonna keep balling and it ain't gonna matter. Kamal, you know, you know, I would like to say we're gonna have Jermaine Burton on Kamal Allen. I would like to say. I would like to say that I owe 22, a.k.a., or he's two now, whatever the hell number Jalen McCullough is. What the hell is his number now? He used to be 22. I don't care. I don't know. I owe Tank an apology. I don't know anybody's number anymore. I owe Brother Tank an apology. He has had a good senior year. It clicked. It clicked in his sixth year. I would have said it never clicks for people in their sixth year. I wish it would have clicked for Joe Milton, but it hadn't. But thank God it did for Jalen McCullough. He's had a good senior year. There we go. We're ending on a positive. 
We're ending on a positive note. I've said something nice about Jalen McCall after all these years. Perfect. I love you. I'll see you on Saturday. That's right. I love you too, buddy. Bye-bye. See you, bye. Taste. I just stuffed my pockets in my face. Okay. okay, let's have a debate. We talking about popping, I promise I'm feeling the way. I took the bodies up out of my closet, I buried them deep and they, they still in the way. way. I know some little niggas got baptized, trap guys, they can't put the drill in the way. Had to part ways with the sad vibe, bad guy, you might be a villain today. Ask God why I didn't get an answer. Why I lose my brother to bullets? Why I lose my grandma to cancer? Why me, God, I need answers. Why young straight out of Atlanta? Why the judge in the Cops trying to jam us. Why I keep getting all of these chances? Why me? God, I need answers. Speak your mind and you might get counseled. Pinky ring and it cost me a phantom. Whack the witness, the evidence tamper. Dirty money, the safest to hamper. Yeah, my bitch is starting, I stamped her. P.E. Jordan 3, this a sampler. I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. Got to kill you if it's me or you. He got fine, got fine, a lot of fluid. Got away from the head to say hallelujah. Be crazy, this shit be the closest to you. It's okay, because they know that I come to do it. Hold your video for Virgil with Exclusive Louis, bitches squeaking and tweaking. I hit a U and gets hitting and glistening. This the movies. If it's smoking the door, then I'm tending to it. Watch when I step here, come my belt. Angel on my shoulder, but the devil on the left. I got a meal, not a meal from a shelf. I do it alone, I own myself. Stay home for you, don't get left. Playing dirty here below my belt. I'ma get the bad dude to show myself. Get I had to show myself. Make room on my plate. I just said my grace and then I ate. Got a particular taste. I just stuffed my pockets in my face. Okay, let's have a debate. We talking about popping. I promise I'm feeling the way. I took the bodies up out of my closet. I buried them deep and they still in the way. I fed up the crib with cars of halls with all in all. I'm still having space. Bad a particular taste. We can eat it, I guess. But I'm still stuffing my face. She got a natural rap like a natural do like the best. She don't like the lace. I was outside of the building. I'm on in the spot when it be that you gotta have faith. I'm in a minute. I said ever since we lost, bro, it ain't really much more I could take. I pop a 10 when it's late. Mama told me to pray. I do that cause you know I can't play. You felt the fill up for real. We got rise in the back, but you know we ain't coming to play. You be up playing the states. I be up playing abroad with bras and mates. Make room on my plate. I just said my grace and then I ate. Got a particular taste. I just stuffed my pockets in my face. Okay, let's have a debate. We talking about popping. I promise I'm feeling the way. I took the bodies up out of my closet. I buried them.